the summer months. It's time for a change. For too long, things have been erratic, unpredictable, and yet all too predictable. No content, no features, no real reason to tune in unless you were an auto mechanic or a masochist. Or from my slip. Shout out. Or, or, or fish guard. Bang bang, big up. But now, things are different. The times have changed. And we would like to welcome you to the revitalized, the refreshed. That's a shame. This will be on for the whole episode. It's only a two and a half minute track, but we're going to loop the fuck out of it. We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Each single time it rotates back to the start. And it's just that little bit off key. I'll be pitch shifting it to hell. Oh, feel that bit. How does it make you feel? Yeah, you. That's right. Sitting at home. Sitting on the bus. Shirtless, perhaps. Or shirted. Inappropriately dressed for the weather. Bloused. The World Cup. That's right. (laughs) It's time for some features. It's time for a new way to consume your shame. Hello and welcome to episode 93, a very special episode 93 Mm. of That's a Shame. Radio 4 presents That, colon, a shame, question mark, with me, Isaac Bernier Doyle, and you, Declan E. Delane. Oh, well, I didn't go for the middle names because I didn't want to You've show... You've got far too many. Exactly. I thought we know, want to conserve airtime for the content because that's what we're all about. I know. We're, we're actually doing sort of content, aren't we? Well, I, you could have lied to me. <laughs> I've not been involved in it myself. Psych! <laughs> it's another story about the car. Uh, would you rather not? <laughs> How's life? How are you doing? You're well, holding your wrist like you're auditioning for something I'm not even going to say. <laughs> it's just very offensive. Let's <laughs> put a little mark there, just in case. Um, I'm okay. Yeah? I'm better than I was about 20 hours ago. God, aren't we all? Um, had something of a, a total breakdown. You know them. It You'll was remember those. It was weird, because it, in a very filmic way... Mm-hmm. It was um, the smallest inconvenience that ended up triggering this uh, this absolute explosion. Uh-huh. Now, listeners, 
little game for you at home. If you could just pause your device any second now, and I want you to just shout out, you know, wherever you are, library, morgue, wherever, what you think in one word that could have been. Ready and pause. You back? You got it right, lads. (laughs) So basically, I went out rather impromptu to see uh, Emily. Friend Friend of the the show. show, Hall of Fame denizen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And she was very pleased to be there. Oh, well, who wouldn't be? Uh, She said she'd been there. She checked out her name. I feel a bit shit that we're not on it. Uh, I know we don't actually. We do less for the Patreon than any of our patrons, so yeah, I don't I think we deserve so. to be. Plus, we've got our pictures on a different page. That's true, yeah. A better picture. Exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, it was a really enjoyable night, um, bar a few things. There was, was a great Australian chap around. He was our real horror. Yep. Coked up to the eyeballs. Oh. And uh, he was the sort of guy who, you know, he was a nice guy. Uh-huh. He was a nice guy, you know. Did he, he just? He didn't tell you that himself, did he? Oh, well, yeah, no, he did. He, uh, he was trying to make sure that so we knew that. Really clear. Because he came over and he was, you know, uh, rather handsy with uh, with our friend uh-huh. whose birthday it was. Um, and Let's everyone, call her Birthday Boris. Okay. He was pretty handsy with Birthday Boris. Cool. <laughs> and Birthday Boris's friend... Um, I don't know what we're going to call her. Uh, Cake giver Kate. Cake giver Kate. Yeah. So Cake giver Kate. Um, she kind of had enough. That's fair. With this she's... Australian wank stain who uh-huh. was uh, bothering birthday boy Boris or whatever That's... it was. <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> Thanks for adding to it. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, I mean, you could fuck off. <laughs> and I was option. like, oh well, okay. And so he went away. Uh-huh. And then what he did, like all the best, nice. Guys, because he was nice. nice. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah, um, like, people don't go around saying that if you're not, because that'd be. <laughs> I think the advertising standards agency will have you done like in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, and what he did was he brought two of his biggest friends over. Oh, big burly pals. Yeah, to come over and uh, and just really lay it on that he it wasn't going to have it. It wasn't going to take it. Being told to fuck off. By a, by a woman who he was... Kate give a Kate. Yeah, Kate give a Kate, who he, whose friend or who herself was being harassed. Whose friend was being... Right. Harassed. Okay. Um, he, he wasn't going to take that. No. You know, being asked in no uncertain terms to fuck off. No. And then he had to go, and then, like, eventually we got him to go away. But then whenever we went up to the bar, he'd inevitably come over to reiterate Just what to a nice guy chat. he was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then to engage us in some very banal... Um, and meaningless conversation me. for far too long. Oh, um, thankfully, we left this place because it shut posthumously early. Um, and we went to everyone's favourite place. That's right, Camden. <laughs> Where fun goes to die. <laughs> we actually ended up in quite a, an odd but nice pub called The Elephant Head. Oh, yeah, it was. the head of the elephant. That's another way of saying yeah, it. That's yeah, what we call it if you're in the know. Oh, right. If you're on their mailing list, yeah, you call it. Yeah. Do you want to pop down to the yeah. old H, H of the E? And everyone's <laughs> like, you what? Um, and um, all was well again then, was setting off to go and get some food. Now, there's a lovely vendor who um, has like a small windowed oh, yeah. sort of uh, takeaway place um, on Camden High Street. And it's like the one good thing about Camden. Uh-huh. Sandwiched as it is in between Electric Ballroom and the station. And... Uh, but it's cash only. So I went to try and get some cash down the road, but I thought there was a cash machine closer. Yep. Turns out there wasn't. Good. Uh, so then as I came back down the road, I thought, oh, just give Emily a quick rip, 
Oh, oh no. What's that? Phone 100% gone. Puff of smoke. Yep. Uh, so then I did the traditional angry panic. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a horrible feeling losing your phone, isn't it? When have I lost my phone? Let me remember. Oh, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> God, I mean, Worse yeah, than I thought. Start. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> but I think um, it's a very particular, like, why a phone? It's I'd rather lose my wallet than my phone, I think. Really? Yeah, definitely. It'll cost you... Probably around the same, depending on what you ended up doing. I think, well, you can cancel cards pretty easily, and I don't keep anything sentimental in my wallet. Really. No, I suppose you don't have a I keep some driving license. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I You've do, but it's a provisional, yeah. and I think it's expired. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's just because it where it's more than a phone now, yeah. you're very lost. Like, it's like you've lost everything, like the thing that you just sort of hold. It's Your like VR portal. Yeah, into the your, Ready Player One universe. Your uh, plugging into the old Twitter sphere. Oh God, yeah, um, the Twitters. And, and especially if you're on your own like that, you can't even. You're like, oh, I've texted on to let them. I'll just send oh, on a message on a fact book. Not a chance. Not a chance. No. So uh, I went back to the pub and we couldn't find it there, and we tried ringing it and nothing happened. And then I eventually tried going around saying, "Hey, hey, Siri." <laughs> just checking. My Sadly, I. I had it on the low power mode oh, all yeah, the time. Oh, Siri, well. Siri Siri's just napping. It's really annoying because um, sometimes I realise that I need it on low power mode while I'm driving. Yeah. So I tr- I go, hey, Siri, turn on low power mode. And it goes, boom, have turned on low power mode. So it turns on low power mode. But then Siri stays open in case you want anything else. Right. But can't hear you. <laughs> so, so I So I end up having to manually turn Siri off so that I can have the music back on. Oh, no. <laughs> um, because, of course, Siri, for no good reason, doesn't work with any third party. No, no, no. Apps. Um, eventually found Emily, and it was the first time in the night, despite many frustrations, including this horrid man and this missing phone, oh, yeah. that I kind of, like, let slip, smashed my hand onto a grate over a shop. A big shop grate. Uh, yep. Such as, I think that's what they're there for, is it not? It's to, I think so. To, so you don't do that to the glass. Yeah, exactly. It's like, have a go at this. Yeah, you know, may as well. Yeah. Um, Uber arrived. Uh-huh. He kept being like, just do the find your iPhone thing. I'm like, With well, what? <laughs> How? What are you talking about? Um, Helpful pal. But I'd never got my food, you see, from my lovely vendor. So, uh, I was like very was in emotional. I was texting him yeah. today. He's still waiting. I was very emotional. I was like on the precipice. I was upset. I was sad. I was angry. There's was two, two yep. similar ones, but then you pulled it out with angry. Uh, and I was frustrated and I was hungry and I was drunk. But I was just about kind of like holding it together. Uh-huh. We then rang my phone, but yep. accidentally actually rang my home in Hockley at two in the morning and woke up my mum. So sorry, mum. Then um, rang the phone and someone answered. And it was you. And it was not me. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Someone answered. That's the less cool version. And then this is what I don't understand about the whole thing. Who answered and then suddenly like couldn't hear us Uh and then hung up. Sorry, I can't hear you over all this theft. I'm (laughs) And then... Uh, interestingly, the phone suddenly uh, was 
Uh, turned no, off. It was, oh, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a shame I when someone's it. definitely like trying to give your phone back to you, but <sighs> it's terrible. But it's just, you know, sometimes electronics, they get away from you. Yeah, you can't control what they do because no. they they have a mind of their own. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I was like still then even angrier, but still just like holding it together under a kind of, well, this is typical, like, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, I was like, look, can you just, if you turn off here and just go via Colin Deep Lane and, and, and go through the drive through, I just, I need to get something to eat from McDonald's. Uh-huh. And we turned in to the drive through. <laughs> and much like the story that began the podcast, there's a little, two-part traffic cone uh-huh. with a paper sign on a it. A two-part traffic cone. Yeah, it was like... The it was one for? This is it. it was like a big, heavy base and yeah. then just a metal pole oh. instead of a regular traffic cone. Wow, that's fancy. Um, Spend some of that on wages, chaps. That's why I broke... I'm an innocent man! Because What's tonight the was... limitations on Vandalar? Doing no crime. Uh, I think it was 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fine. I don't think it's enough of a crime, surely, for anyone... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, knowing your track record. Remember that time you? Uh, what did you? You went to a house party and smashed the whole building on purpose. Oh yeah, then, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well, we'll edit that out then. Uh, but yes. So it was the one night, seemingly ever. Did they say why? It wasn't like refurbishment. Oh well, that's good then, isn't it? In a way, because next time you go, it'll be all brighter. I think it partly uh, part of the reason that it triggered me so much is that it reminded me of a time. I think four years ago. I think it was during like the last World Cup or something. Uh-huh. My brother and I were at home by ourselves. I think my mum, my dad, and my sister like were on holiday or something. Uh-huh. Like you made it sound like four years ago. That was like. Oh my god! Oh no 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 no! Mum and dad are away. <laughs> it's like Kevin McAllister yeah. up in here. No, but we'd. Um, we had like had a load to drink and watch some football or something, and then we were like, "We'll we'll walk yeah. to Rayleigh, which is like three miles." Oof. We're like, "We'll walk there and get a midnight McDonald's," and we walked all the way there, and it was shut for refurbishments <laughs> for one night. And then by the time we got there, like all of the like takeaway and kebab places were all shut because yeah. it was like one in the morning by the time we got back to the high street, cool. and it just seemed like too much of a, uh, a an aligning of some pretty shitty stars yeah and that like that was it those three cartoon hags in hercules were cackling all over you yep. with their one eye they were just like whirling my string about dipping it in there. some gravy um so that i got back in the uber and i was like just just take us home just take uh-huh. us back so got back and then like just even then, I was sort of holding it together. I was, uh-huh. I was really, really, really on the edge. But then, the thing that pushed me was: I get back, I put the key in the lock, I unlock the door, and I open the door, and the fucking chain oh, yeah. is on for the first time in history. Despite the fact that everyone in the flat denies ever having put it on. That's- no one put it on. You didn't put it on. Mark didn't put it on. <laughs> Bryony didn't put it on. Wow. So no one put the chain but on. It's been on before when I've left early and I've never really thought to ask because I've never been coming in. But does anyone, has everyone denied ever having put the chain on? Uh, well, yeah, seemingly. Wow. <laughs> That's a shame. So it's another fucking chain goes. <laughs> so I like. Fulcrum's got a giant magnet on yeah. the back. <laughs> you could do that. That would fucking you, freak yeah. people out. 
That would be so cool. Let's look into electromagnets. All right, done. But yeah, that was it. I was like, I was just, I, I like came in when Isaac like eventually then came and unlocked the chain and let me in. I was, was coincidentally it. just coming back from the kitchen and it was yeah. very dark. And then I thought, I thought you were in bed. So I heard the door go. I was like, well, everyone's here. So I came to look and they're chained out. of <laughs> And that was just it. Like, I think I like burst open the door to Mark's room. Like, do you put the fucking chain on? Mark, and then just asleep. I just, that was it. Like I was, I was done. I was, so, everything had just gone wrong in the space of one hour. Everything things. just, I couldn't get the smallest little win just at any of it. And I was in When your own pieces. door betrays you. I know, that's, that's it. Know. Like, that was the the very end. <laughs> like, that was the straw that... It not only broke the camel's back, it fucking bent him over. <laughs> what if you'd unlocked the door, like, I'd taken the chain off, and then you'd opened it, and the whole thing just came off its hinge, you were just holding the door handle? Uh, well, what, like, I often am with my own yeah, that's be- bedroom, bedroom door? door. Yeah. <laughs> so... So what you're saying is you're doing you're doing good. <laughs> yes, thankfully. Uh, oh we, I, well, we have to tell that. I mean, this was supposed to be our content episode, but it's relevant detail. Yeah. And you know, we're easing into Wednesday, yeah, exactly. as you can tell from our parody it, intro. It, it was it was just uh, you know a classical hindrance to the formulaic show. Yeah. Uh, that the night before was particularly personally eventful. Yeah. Um, but. There's an end. There's a positive ending. There is a positive element of it. A slight change in fortune for me, Ooh. in that a very, very, very drunk man yeah. <laughs> found my phone. Titch, he was called. Titch, yeah, Tiz. which I've only just realised is because he was about five foot three. Yeah, um, and uh, he, I did the like lost mode on the phone that you can yeah. do remotely, and he used Where it that. Flies and, up into the air and like hovers. Yeah, and it just screams. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, and so he managed to ring my dad, who then got in touch with Did me. Did you put your dad's number on it? Yeah. So uh, basically, when you put it in lost mode, put it puts a number um, and a message, and then it has an option on the front that just says call. So if you hit that, it dials that's that clever, number. isn't it? Apple it's are clever. really on top of that. Yeah, they are. Whole concept. Um, and what's good is that you don't have to like manually take it off of lost mode. Like if you unlock it with your thumbprint and then you wow. passcode it. It like turns off. They know what they're doing, those guys. So, um, yeah, we, I did manage to eventually get it back Uh today, which I, in all honesty, did not at all ever expect. Losing a phone in London is like, I mean, you may as well have just kicked into a well. Just like thrown it into the Thames myself. And then like smashed your head against that well until you forgot where it was and like woke up a month later and had no clue where you were. Yes. But, Shout out to Titch if he ever wants to come yep. on the show. Preferably sober. I mean, <laughs> it's just a little requirement I have. For and I mean, the man was drinking Bud Light. So uh, about two how, o'clock how, or something. It was actually half four. <clears throat> oh, even so. I, I mean, know. But I mean, all I think is like, how much of it was he drinking God. to get like that? Because he used to be six and a half feet tall before he was started. It. Just shriveled. Dehydrated <laughs> into a big Bud Light carrying, phone finding, drunken dwarf. That was him. There is. is. His girlfriend had his name tattooed on her neck. That is always That's a love. good sign. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> Are you getting that done 
anytime soon. Well, I don't have, you know, she's got a long name. I don't have the neck. And you don't have much, have much to, of a neck. I have to get more of the neck. Well, it could be like a band round the whole thing. No, because then if you were reading it from behind, it would be a different name altogether. And I think that could lead to many issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. very, very dangerous. Imagine, I imagine her getting jealous. Who's this Louise? <laughs> it's part of your name. Um, however, uh-huh. all this is preamble. Yeah. Because I have sort of prepared prepared something of a feature. And at this point, there's going to be some sort of intro music now. The Week in Shame. And then we'll come out of it. Let's come out of it with different personas. <laughs> and that's what I said to David. I said, look, if you're going to stuff up the economy... I'm going to stuff you up back. I and mean, then I decked the man, and now he's he's not Prime Minister. No, no, he's basically fallen into absolute and utter he's obscurity. He's fucking, fucking pigs on his own clock. I know, well. That's Welcome back to the Moral Maze on BBC Radio 5. I'm your host. <sighs> and joining me, as always, how are you doing? <coughs> lovely, lovely to see you. Yeah, little, little joke there for our regular listeners. We don't have any guests today, but what we do have is a feature-heavy, news-focused hour and a half of delight. Kick it off for us. That's a football pun. Oh, because of the old cup. Yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, the World Union. That's yeah. the one, yes. Yeah. So, what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is a new feature called the I'm Week... shuffling some papers. Yes. The Week in Shame. Oh. Um, you see, we end up... In the myriad of uh, of personal events, uh-huh. small annoyances, funny tweets, <laughs> robots <laughs> writing, uh, we end up missing some of the uh, vast and near insurmountable shame that goes on. The world has never been more shame. No, just more. Never more. Never uh, been more than it is now. And we're here to report on it for you. And so what we've done, I've curated for us. Uh, I hope you don't mind. No, if no. I sort of take the, the wheel all, on this by one. By all means, pal. Curated a list of the top five shames this week. Good. Would you rather that we start with five and count down to number one? Are they in order of shame? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think start five goes Okay. At, in at five. Right, is the, is the slug voice, is that continuing permanently? No, the slug voice oh, no. is nowhere <laughs> near what we've been hearing. Oh, God. No. Um, so, in at five, we have from the Evening Echo of Ireland. Wow. Homeless families living in hotels could be moved out. For what, Isaac? Um, because there's a wedding on? Uh, no, okay. no. Think um, a grander on, is event. Is it all hotels or is it a hotel? Uh, all hotels. Lots of weddings on. No, think a grander event, but even more, therefore, ironic. Um, a great big, like, convention about poverty. Now, if there were a great big convention about poverty... And it were happening in Ireland. Who'd be the biggest name Bob you could Geldof. get? No, fuck. He's he's number two. He was. Oh, well, he's damn. number two. Who could be visiting? Bono. No, he's actually in at four now. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise he'd slid off the charts. So yeah. Much. No, he's behind Elmo at three. Stop. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Number one. In is at number one. King of king or queen? It's of? the one and only 
That's right. It's the Pope. No. Yep. The big Pope. The big Pope. Wow. El Papo himself. Yep. Popping over to Ireland to kick all the homeless. That's him. That's lovely, isn't it? And so why... What's the correlation that this article is trying to draw between the Pope flying over from the Vatican? Yeah. Presumably in some private personal jet, which I think must be a lovely experience, to... Ireland and why does he just hate the idea of the homeless being in hotels? No, no. What it is is that obviously every fucker in Ireland is going to want to come along. Oh, I see. So as as Father Peter McVerry, who campaigns on behalf of the homeless, says, uh-huh. uh, "You're not going to get a hotel bedroom anywhere in a hundred miles of Dublin." Wow. I would imagine when the Pope comes to visit. They like the Pope, don't they, some of them? They really, really do like him over there. It's quite Is it this particular Pope or is it just any Oh, just the Pope. Because I I hear Benedict wasn't all that. uh, No, well, he wasn't if you looked into it, Uh but they're not big on looking into it. Oh, so as long as it's a kind of endearing old white man in some robes. Yeah, that's all they really need. Yeah. you know, le- mm. lest we forget, this is a country in which the uh, the nuns were famously uh, outed as knocking out women during childbirth, selling the children, oh, yeah. and uh, and telling the mums that they they just died in childbirth. Oh, is that one of the popes? That's one of the core tenets of Catholicism. Actually, yeah, interesting. Yeah, because- I think it's. The 11th commandment or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you didn't make it on the tablets, but it's... No, like, but it's like an, an it's appendix. It's the appendix, yeah. It's an addendum. That's so interesting. Yeah, so uh, so they reckon they might just... Uh, what they, what they do... Well, here you go. They're not totally heartless. Uh-huh. They're going to put them in the police station. That's so, so what they just put them in prison. It kind of cuts out the middleman. Yeah, them. exactly. Don't even wait for them to commit a crime. No. Now being homeless... Just pop the crime. whole families in there together. That's good. Is that women, children? We can hope Oh, anyone. Well. Anyone. anyone who wants to, yeah, yeah, just to yeah, sell. straight up. Wow, yeah, and they they must be overjoyed about the oh, opportunity. Oh, yeah, I think they're really looking because you know we all know what it's like when you've been in a hotel too long. It just it's kind of sterile, isn't yeah. it? Not like the streets. No, God, who's going to kick you Love while it. you're sleeping in a hotel? They no, must feel, exactly. you know, it must be kind of devoid of energy. Yeah, yeah, any kind of like life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's good Pope yeah you on the Pope that's side there that's really good yeah because yeah. I saw a video of the Pope recently uh, where it's actually quite nice a little boy there's like a queue of questioners asking stuff and a little boy comes up and is like too scared to ask into a microphone so the Pope like beckons him up with what in my head is a kind of 20 ET meter long finger, finger like yeah this way like that I don't know where he's from in that idea no sort of pan global <laughs> accent and uh, the little boy is in floods of tears, whispering all, all stuff in the Pope's ears. And he was asking, after about two minutes, the Pope's like, I've spoken with Francisco, maybe. I made that up. And he said, I can share his question. And his question is, my dad uh, is dead. He didn't go to church. Is he... Can he be in heaven? And he was really sad and, and scared the Pope about properly this. laughed at the Pope kid. said the Pope stood up and just vomited blood <laughs> and was like, take that and get out. Carried the, Pope, the kid from his own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Pope was very reassuring. So I think it's probably that same kind of compassion. Oh yeah. That's driving this this well, that got, rehousing. Project. Yeah, exactly. That's um while we're on the topic of families oh, yeah. and uh, and the police, um, 
people might have picked up on just a little story that's been going around uh, this week about the old um, not cages. Oh, the hashtag Trump camps. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, the, these not cages uh-huh. that no one is separating children from their f- parents. It's not a cage, is it? Because it's, you know, it's too big for a cage. Yeah. It's... At that point, I don't know, it kind of supersedes what yeah, you even expect. M- more like a sort it's of just menagerie, a, really. It's like a kind of a, a room, but, you know, there's more bars than, yeah. than you're used to. Um, yes, so the Trump government, via the ever-popular ICE, yeah. uh, has been ripping babies and children away from their parents at the border and locking them in, not, ca- not cages. No. Just barred... Uh, very limited spaces. Well, it's a bit like a hotel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, really, they should think themselves lucky, like the yeah. Pope's not there, it's because like otherwise they'd be down the PlayStation. That's true. Um, but this was something that we were talking about earlier, is that one of the incredible things that has come out of this is the not entirely off-the-mark comparisons to uh, to some of Hitler's policies, Hang some on. of his arrangements. Hitler of, of the Nazis? Off of the Nazis. Of the yeah. war? Of the, yeah, of that... Well, both wars. Big War too. Yeah, the huge one. The second big the war. The last one, though. Yeah. That won't, there couldn't be another one. Well, we're all, we've got past all that system. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, there have been lots of comparisons held, and then, therefore, obviously, the innocent representatives from the GOP, uh-huh. from ICE, um, from you know, Trump, Trump's inner circle have uh, have been forced to, you know, come out on the defensive. That's not for, fair, is it? Because you can't put people on the back foot when they're no. just trying to do a good job. So um, what has been interesting alongside those defences is the utter lack of uh, communication seemingly between everyone because Nielsen, who the policy is uh-huh. said explicitly that we don't have a policy to separate families. That's mm. not what we do. And then like others came out and said, well, we're only doing it because it's the law. Oh no. And then others came out and went, it is bad, but they're just, you know, that's just what we've got to do. Yeah. The Bible backs it up. And a lot of priests oh, came out and went, the, the Bible doesn't back oh, up. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. No, it turns out it doesn't. No. Oh, it can get so confusing. It's about though. kicking out the homeless. They're all for that, the Bible, that, but separating. That's a step too far. Yeah, that's, that's you know, okay. that is a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, but two of the best quotes of the week coming from this have come from uh, Jeff Sessions. In general, Jeff Love Sessions. It. He's a great guy. He, he? Yeah, very not strong history of, kind of not being a racist. Or like a freaky little goblin man who no. appeared to you in a forest that you were just walking through and try and offer you some sort of like flesh, like overly ripe mm. fruit he, in exchange for dark deeds. He looks like if, you know, when Pinocchio is made into a boy. Yeah, I hate it. If he just like, if he just aged like that. Mm, That's okay. him now. And but he'd grown I think up in like. He's aged, but like. I think he's only about 92% boy, so there's still like an 8% Oh, God, would ventriloquist dummy. It's just like everything's a bit too, a bit too put together, a bit too contrived. Yeah. He's a hard freak. He is. Um, he said, uh, it's an unfair comparison, the Nazi one, because the Nazis were trying to keep the Jews in Germany. Uh, <laughs> so really, they. No, he's got us there, checkmate. Yeah. You can't really fight that because they they, well, they were yeah so and that's, that's what it. everyone hated about the Nazis, isn't it? It's like well, if you were getting them out, that'd be fine. Like yeah. it's fine to discriminate against a whole group as long as you're getting expelling, yeah, rather than compelling them to live in your exactly. kind of child zoo. Exactly. God, it's eye-opening stuff. Um, Jeff. But 
as we were talking earlier, the director of ICE, a guy called Thomas Homan, oh, nice. which is cool because in every sense, he's not quite human. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, just Mr. Mark. Yeah. Um, he has said that ICE can't be compared to Nazis since we're just following orders. That again is, is almost too, I like, does it say he has a, a history degree or something? Uh, I'm not seeing. PhD. I'm not seeing any of those letters. I, can, I mean, I assume he does because that the level of nuance there is surprising. Yeah. Because when I had that at first, I was like, "Hang on, isn't that exactly why you'd make the comparison?" And yeah. then, I mean, I listened to a bit of Fox News and I watched, you know, Corey Lewandowski, of course, and it was when he oh, said, the old uh, "Womp womp." womp that I was womp. like, "Yeah, no, you're right. They're not Nazis because no. those guys they were probably just enthusiastic." Or each to their own, like, cell. And the Nazis never had a real sense of humour about it either, did they? No, so that's fair. I do like um, this article for, I don't know what the website is, Politics Maven. Oh, yeah. Don't know what that is. Sounds official. By someone called Jake Thomas, opens with the sentence, asked what he thinks of people comparing ice to Nazis. Acting (laughs) director Thomas Homan replied with the Nuremberg (laughs) defence. Nice. That's good work, Jake. Oh, but you've seen that Trump said he's going to call it all off now. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Because it's always good when people, you know, they'll yeah. do that of their own accord. But it isn't going to be standalone legislation. It does have to come with funding from the wall. Uh, well, that's probably just because... Um, it's expensive to take down all those cages. Yeah, maybe he's like, well, if we've got all this free cage, like we might as well put it put somewhere. It somewhere. It's yeah. an environmental policy. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. clever. Um In further Trump news, coming in at number three on our list, um, something that we've been excited about for quite a while now, Uh Trump to set up sixth branch of the US military known as the Space Space Force. Force. Yeah. Now, let, what, oh, he is a stupid. This is man. some. <laughs> this That's is something I know you've got a lot of thoughts on. So do, why don't yeah. you? Why don't you talk to us about the space force? Well, I've always loved space. You know me. I'm. I basically. It, I feel like I live there in a very literal sense, and I know you know. I know we all do, but I feel like more than most, I've tried to keep abreast of the concept that we're just sort of hurtling around space. Yeah. And when you look up to space, uh, you probably you've seen the moon. Oh, almost the, every day. The big one in the sky. Yeah. Um, and when at you night. look... Sometimes at the day. Now, that can throw you. Yeah, because it's like there's the sun, there's the moon. It's like, awkward. It's like, who's in yeah. charge? It's like when, you know, when you're, um, you're with your teacher, right? And then your parents. Well, no, not even that. What I was thinking was you're, with, you're in a class with the teacher, and then maybe like the deputy head comes in. And you're supposed to stand up for that, but the teacher's in the middle of talking, you don't want to, and it's like this power balance. And that's what I feel. So I always when, find that really hot. Yeah, same, because then they fight. And yeah. That, that'll do it for anyone. <laughs> um, when you're up there looking at, at the moon, I don't know about you, but I've always thought, very cowardly looking at that moon. Like it's up there kind of hiding in yeah. plain sight, admittedly. And uh, you don't get the feeling that if someone was going to start any trouble yeah. then the moon would step in and save us it hasn't got you back at no. all i mean it it was part of the earth that's the one we're on the big circle he's the guy who fucked off yeah he's, he's, he's your mate at the bar who you know he's all right yeah nice guy uh, he'll get around in every now and then uh not yeah. not as often More as he should yeah um but uh if if it all kicks off and someone comes on top he'll be like i i was stuck i was stuck behind oh, the table mate, i couldn't really get yeah, around mate. and you know my 
you know how my ankles are. Slipped a day. If that's if, if I if I come in like I I'd, I'd have been a hindrance more. Than no, it, what, he's like, look, I I didn't want to kill him. Like I don't know my. Own <laughs> I can't start swinging because I don't want to send one of them to the mall. Yeah. So when yeah, whenever I've looked up at the sky, when I studied astronomy, and when we've studied astrology yeah. on the show, talking to the tarot gods, I've always felt just this nagging sense of of emptiness. Really, mm. it's taken the visionary idea of let's fill space with guns, hopefully lasers of mm. some sort. Yeah, right, and well, just warfare Can't in general. Space without lasers. It's been it's really been eye opening for me. Yeah. Um, Trump said at the White House, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. Uh-huh. Um, we must have American dominance in space. Wow. I wonder, why is that then, do you suppose? Because um, space... Well, he says... Does he know how big it is, space? Because it's going to take a while. Yeah, to, to you could send the whole, up every American, whole lot of it, yeah. If every American looked after 100 square miles of space, you wouldn't even numb. get out of the fucking <laughs> galaxy, pal. You wouldn't, you wouldn't reach the moon. Dreadful. Um, he's, well, his reason was um, for national security. Oh, because of I the I think he means is like galactic security. Uh-huh. But where he's kind of a like one nation kind of guy, he's quite isolationist. I think he's he's mistakenly gone back to the nationalism. That was probably just, a, yeah, probably like a slip of the tongue there, as you say. What about yeah. another slip of the tongue where he described the idea of the Space Force in relation to the Air Force as being quite separate but equal oh yes because it's not a low like a racially loaded dog whistle term harking no. back to segregation no no okay no i was just checking no no, no i wanted no, to run no, that no, by you i know like you've read no i yeah a few articles in your time so. yeah no i know I, because when just... i heard it i thought oh hang on that's a phrase that's exclusively associated with the civil rights <laughs> but but we've clearly moved on as a culture yeah he's it. able to use that um are we post-racial now then? yeah that's basically it Fuck. um like that I don't guy, get the memo. do you remember I, I sent you that screenshot earlier from that very um, forward thinking guy on Twitter? Go maybe, on. Maybe you saw. Well, basically, um, someone was making an accusation that someone was um, was racist. Oh, come on. You know, and That's like it's just hard, thrown about willy nilly yeah, these I mean, days, you isn't just, it? You look at an ice cream man the wrong way and suddenly, oh, he's a Ku Klux Klanner. Come on. Yeah, um, it was actually in relation to the, um, to the not cage, not child zoos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Mazin El... Ma- Mazin El Esheka. Okay. Who is... I, I mean, I, I can confirm looking at his picture, a white man. Okay. Um, posted a picture of some Mexicans doing a lewd pose, I think it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Um, grabbing, grabbing the junk. And then he that. sarcastically said, please take care of the children... Oh, because he's trying to say that Mexicans don't deserve anything. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. that's, that's um, pretty subtle. So someone responded with, do brown people hurt your feelings? And Mazin, he wasn't having any of this, uh-huh. wasn't having any of it at all. He came back, he said, I'm colorblind. Oh. But criminals do hurt my feelings. White Hitler, brown Bin Laden, yellow Pol Pot, wow. and black that's Idi Amin. Brackets, did I miss a colour? (laughs) So, really, I think we're past all that. Was that the tweet that kind of pushed us over the edge and now there's no more racism? Yeah, I think think we're done with that now. Wow, okay, well, let's just... It's a whole genre of debate 
that's just moot. That's pretty big, isn't it? Mm. I'd have thought I got a breaking news alert for that rather no. than when Meghan Markle's dad might not turn up to a wedding in three weeks. Oh, yeah, but you did really need to know that. True, though. yeah. Um, in at number two, <clears throat> it's this helicopter going <laughs> past my window. Hi. Burger King Russia apologises for World Cup promotion offering whoppers and money to women impregnated by football players. <laughs> What? <laughs> and how I are they cannot, verifying? I it? cannot tell you how literal that is. So what? What? Hang on. Have a just have a listen. The Russian arm of the restaurant chain was forced to pull a promotion offering money and free food to women impregnated. Out, yeah, I should work. Impregnated time. by World Cup athletes after the fast food community found <laughs> the ad to be quote. Wow. Too insulting. How the fuck do you get into the fast food community? I don't know, but I'm sure that I'm. I should be worth like an honorary doctorate at least. Um, Here we go. Um, So they they posted a tweet, um, and uh, and on their Facebook page they posted a picture of a a pregnant belly. Okay. um, Being like gripped in that very motherly way. Oh yeah, like those sickening postcards or. Greetings cards that they do yeah, when exactly. babies are lying in like a petal. And uh, translated, this is how it reads. <clears throat> Burger King, within the framework of social responsibility, <laughs> has appointed a reward for girls who get pregnant from the stars of world football. Girls who get pregnant. So it's like the promotion really at this point is is in the future. It's like, get out of there, you yeah. know, get knocked up. That's come it. back and get a whopper. Each will receive three million rubles, which is about fifty grand. Oh wow! And a lifelong supply of whoppers. Fuck for a these, lifelong one. For these girls, it will be possible to get the best football genes, and will lay down the successes of the Russian national team on several generations ahead. Forward, we believe in you. <laughs> wow! What a weird like mishmash of. Like capitalism and a traditionally Soviet kind of (laughs) (laughs) declaration of communal good. This is like the end game of that um, Pizza Hut advert with Gorbachev in it. Oh, that was a shame. That was such. That was just the end of critical thought. That's so weird. So, Uh, what I like is that the um, the like media relations department then had to release an apology once the advert was removed and the the apology started with we are sorry about the clearly offensive promotion <laughs> that the team in like, Russia launched like it's on one line. guy in a cube could have came up with it and it was like Jim oh, fuck we fucking sake, told Jim. you <laughs> yeah no look we all know Jim fucked up again you leave him give him an inch he'll take a fucking pregnant yeah. Russian he was the one who came up with their uh, free large Whopper meal for every new country that we annex. Oh, what deal. A, what deal that was. Putin was straight on it. I mean, I just, I'm still curious about how you'd prove it because they're very busy, the footballers, during the World mm. Cup. And how are you going to go along? It just seems like in a climate where people still claim to be pregnant via Christ and the Holy Spirit, and, you know, we can't really say that much to them. Someone who's like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Whose is it? Drogba. Well, I mean, if you say so. Burger King Russia originally posted its promotion just days after Tamara Pletnyova, a Russian lawmaker, urged the nation's women to, quote, think better of having casual flings with visiting World Cup players. (laughs) There will probably be girls who will meet foreign fans and have children. Fans? Pletnyova. Maybe there will be such girls or maybe not. 
I hope maybe they will think better of it. That's, That's such a lawyer speak. The word maybe appears about 20 and times. And also she equivocated between words. players and fans because yeah. there's a huge difference between getting pregnant via, you know, one of the most physically fit people on the planet versus some like hooligan from Brighton who's rocked up, wants to punch a foreigner. It's absolutely mad. Dreadful. Uh, it does follow a seemingly worse advertising campaign that I didn't hear about. What, from Burger King as well? From Burger King Russia. No, Jim's fucked up. <laughs> Last twice. year, Burger King Russia also came under fire for making light of an alleged rape victim's claims in an ad for a promotion, the Moscow Times Whoa. reported. The chain included, I'll show you in a second and we can link to this because it is utterly abominable. Why are Burger King The chain involved? had included a cartoonish depiction of a young woman only identified by Russian media as Diane S., then just 17, who claimed she was raped at a party and who later became a meme when she used her fingers to indicate how little she had been drinking on that night. Burger King then published an ad using Diana's likeness, complete with her hand gesture, in order to indicate how little time there was left for their promotion. Oh, my God. Um, here, here it is for you. Oh, that's fucking... Dire. That is, How has Burger King not been shut down everywhere? Like that would that would end. That should end. Uh, yeah, and anything. There should there's the surely burgers. nothing that's too big to be ended by something as like openly. Why would? But why? I just can't understand the reasoning. Why? Who's would like? Do that? Oh, let's get on this. Think fight. how many people. It always comes back to this question of like the amount of people who sign off on marketing campaigns. Like, it has to go through every level. Like, when we put out an episode title, it goes between 100% of the members of this organisation yep. <laughs> and we sign off on it. And Burger King are putting out just madness. It is a, a real and dire Dreadful. shame. Well, I'm glad I don't ever eat there because it's objectively shit. Yep. <laughs> so, good on you. We come now, then, to number one. Uh, a a, a sort of change in tone. The shame of the week. Let me put a jingle in here. Shame of the week. Shame. The story that started this entire feature, okay. the inspiration for it, I had to get this out to the general listeners because it is, I think, the best headline I've ever read. Okay. <clears throat> this was reported in the, the New York Post... By the Associated Press. Yeah, love their work. Harbour Seal that made mostly wrong Super Bowl picks dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, that's so sad. Norwalk, Connecticut. A Harbour Seal that gained some fame <laughs> by some making poultry it. fame. Like, why are they having a go at it? I know. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> it's, already just much died. more famous than yeah. every other seal. Yep. Uh, by making annual Super Bowl picks usually incorrectly has died at a Connecticut aquarium. Also, it's not the seal doing it. Like the- you can't blame the seal for being forced into this bullshit. The thirty-five-year-old seal <laughs> was named Orange and had been at the Maritime Aquarium in Norwalk since two thousand and five. 
The aquarium said Monday that Orange had been undergoing treatment for cancer. Oh, so we're talking about kicking him while he's down. I, I didn't know seals lived that long. Orange was the aquarium's oldest seal. Oh, I should hope so. She was found stranded as a pup in 1982 and was rehabilitated at the National Aquarium in Baltimore before moving to Connecticut. God, that's pretty rock and roll. For the past seven years, she would predict a Super Bowl winner by swimming to the window of her tank and putting her nose on a picture of the helmet of one of the two competing teams. Now, this is where it gets really sad. The final line of the article... Uh, she was only right twice. <laughs> Out of how many? Uh, uh, 8,000. I think, uh, uh, well, for the past seven years. So she was only Every right year, twice. So she just does the final. Yeah. Two um, out of seven, that's not... She was only right twice. The New England Patriots in 2017 and the Philadelphia Eagles in 2018. So she was just hitting her stride. Fuck. Just getting the knack of it. God was like, you've got too much power <laughs> for one scene. And ended it all. Too much power and almost enough fame. So wow. poor Orange. It, uh, this came up, it was really interesting because it came up on my Twitter feed, even though the story, I think, is a little bit older. Uh-huh. Um, um, right underneath, but entirely separate from, a tweet about a guy who's writing uh, an article about that octopus who picked uh, World I Cup results yeah. and said he was, like, doing research into him. And the story is mad. He like is psychic. That, well, there's that, but also that, like, the octopus has had death threats. Survived, <laughs> it survived an assassination attempt. Why? Yeah. So that, do people think that the octopus is like not making guesses so much it, as it decides? This to yeah, <laughs> like it's absolutely. Guard. The guy was like, "He's had death threats. He survived." Like, He's an octopus. You cannot send a death threat to, to a octopus. fucking octopus. <laughs> I can't deal with it, with being alive in this. Time. That, like, <laughs> how? I mean, I get angry at some trivial bullshit, but, but how so angry? Follow through. Yeah, how angry do you have to be for so long, dear octopus? <laughs> comma. <laughs> One more. Well, and you well, fucking well. had it. <laughs> what was the assassination attempt? You suppose? I don't know. I, I was like trying had to pour like cornflakes in his tank. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> mental people imagine trying to kill an octopus I I'm scared of octopuses I don't know that I could I would yeah I would not be brave enough to have any as soon as you look at one and it like knows you're there and starts to like flob in your direction I'd be out yeah and they're like imagine sniping an octopus if you (laughs) find out that nothing close range worked you have to like right it's in its sights I wouldn't even know which bit to shoot what about the octopus um who was eating all the fish in the tank opposite. Do you remember this one? Where he's grabbing it out with his big tentacle arm. What? No, he was literally leaving his tank. That's sick. Going down along the floor, up the side of the other tank, in, eating the fish, and then coming back and getting in his tank, but only did it when the restaurant was closed. (laughs) And like at night, like he knew, he was like waiting, like biding his time. That's horrible. It's mad to think, isn't it? That like, Octopuses are plotting. I even as we speak, <laughs> plotting to plotting to to, 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 to like eat the fish. Every Russian footballer <laughs> to, <laughs> to fucking influence the World Cup. They're running like a gambling ring. That'd be so good. They're gonna I be... wish they were a little less horrific, though. Yeah. That's all I asked for. Well, what's uh, like what I I find more horrific, I think, is that the giant squid. Oh, well, they are very, very, very troublesome. horror itself. Um, But the thing about octopuses is that as a kid, like in books and stuff, they're normally these kind of 
kraken-sized, like enormous things. Oh, I've always thought they were quite friendly and, in books. And oh yeah, they are, but they're like they're quite big. Yeah, they're they're sort of as big as people. Yeah, but in real life, like most of them are a lot smaller than that. And they can fit through like the eye of a needle. Yeah, it's easier for an octopus to fit through the, the eye, eye of a needle, needle than it is for the homeless to people to, to stay in the hotel <laughs> when the Pope visits. Um, but they're still somehow more frightening. Yeah. Well, it's because you couldn't put one in a room and know where it was at all times. Oh, it's God. like that thing about... Think of the number of places an octopus could hide. Have you seen room. the video of one escaping on a boat? Where it's yes. In, and it goes through the most... The tiniest tiny. little gap. I can't be doing with it at all. The ocean is a terrifying, it is a real horror. place. And it's so fucking big as it's well. It's too big. It's There's too big so to fail. much of it. Like, what a, you know, you sort of look at the, the map of the world and it doesn't look, you know... It doesn't look too bad. Yeah, I mean, it looks damp. And then you look at a globe and you realise that, like, half of it's the Pacific Ocean. But if we, you know, if we remember back to what Wayne was telling us all those episodes ago, Flat Earth Wayne, Mm. that is mostly bullshit because water couldn't stick to a ball. Oh, so what are you saying? It's just land there, really? Yeah, it's just very, very wet land. Like, soggy as fuck. Like a sort of, like, like when you go out for games in November. Yeah. Yeah. But even probably even worse because there's fish. In it. There's never any fish yeah. on my football fields. Octopuses flopping about. <laughs> oh, hello, lads. Well, there we go. We've that got was... a little bonus shame there, which was the whole ocean. That's yep, our, that's our number zero. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's sh- that's the this week. The week in shame. Yeah. There we have it. Our first. Sort of yeah. formal episode. Thank it, you for preparing a feature. That's all right. Like I'd maybe we said, do one of those myself one day. Training wheels. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we couldn't quite go without talking about our lives. No. Mad though they are. Yeah. Um, or mad as they are. Indeed. I should probably say. Um, but we got there in the end. We, we did. did a content. A whole five had a content. Had a bonus news items yeah i suppose the ocean doesn't count as news necessarily it wasn't quite as a while it wasn't quite as well researched as the other <laughs> stories either i think yeah it was mostly guesswork we, we yeah, I've never but, seen an ocean but okay but you know that's how all learning started a bit guesswork exactly and as, that's, as professor matt will tell us that's basically what science is you have a guess and then that's and it and then you see if it's Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, that is it. You just and, and you write it down. And then thirty-five years later, an octopus kills a seal, and we're none the wiser. <laughs> this has been a brand new format for the show. Tass at Shame Not City is the way to get in touch to let us know about it in this more formal climate. I think we need to formalise our contacts, and I'm not even going to mention Twitter because I see that as too fun for this this kind of format. Yeah, I don't think it's a bit for Twitter. No, and if they do, I bet they only repost like Shakespeare memes. Yeah, not even memes. Don't, no, no, but I think serious content. Yeah, that's what I meant. Shakespeare, serious content. Sometimes I get them mixed up. So tacit shame. (laughs) Such as doing a degree. (laughs) That's it. Uh, That's the best place. Shame.city for all your other stuff. Hall of Fame needs. Yeah, patreon.com slash shame city if you'd like to fund the madness. Shame.city slash contact specifically if you would like to get in touch. Yeah. And until, you know, normal, let's, this is the new normal, I suppose. So until service continues. You sound excited about that. I am being measured in my, (laughs) because on the radio, on the good radio, they never get very excited. No, not about anything. Not unless you're John Humphreys. No. What about John Humphreys last week? Did you see about this, that he was interviewing Rupert, Rupert Everett and spent 
40 minutes grilling him about how gay he was. Yeah. And then ended by saying... On a scale of 1 to 10, though. (laughs) And then ended the show by asking, does he think there'll ever be a time when he can do an interview and being gay doesn't even come up? (laughs) Maybe when you're buried in the grave, John. Thanks for playing. He must be... That must be... Gotta be soon. He's so old, do you think he's he going away the field? He's so old. If he makes the slightest prediction at this World Cup, I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's it. I, I'll be sending him a death threat. Any of these moments. Until episode, whatever the next one is, 94. Be I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. We'll see you on Sunday Fun Day. Stop it. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I'm in the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Come to you. The necessity.